Hi, this is Jim McCoy, and welcome to From the Rooftop, Challenger Football Takes. I'm Jim McCoy, and for those of you who may only know me a little, or maybe not at all, I have been the play-by-play voice of the Cascade Christian Challengers since 2009. So I caught the last year of the Andy Maurer coaching era, which spanned from the beginning all the way for 20 years and through their first state championship in 2006 at the two-way level, I caught his last season as head coach before passing the reins off to John Gatman. So I've had an opportunity to watch this football program in action for quite some time, and I do so with a lot of pride because this is my alma mater. I graduated from what was then called Grace Christian School back when the whole shooting match was on the campus of First Baptist Church in Medford. I was in the second graduating class of 1982. We didn't have football at the time, so in the fall, I played on the soccer team. And, you know, over that period of time, I can remember going all the way back, a number of uh, students who were promising athletes who ended up going to other schools because Cascade, well, then Grace, did not offer football. Enter Andy Maurer. There was some discussion along the way about founding a football program for the small school. That came about in the early 1990s, and predictably, it got off to a slow, bumpy start. Steep learning curve, but man, some great things have happened since that time. Basically, the purpose for this podcast, it's an opportunity to interact with Challenger Sports fans. Also, there may be people who aren't Challenger Sports fans, but maybe they're fans of other programs around the state and they want a little learn a little bit more. Uh, by comparison, and uh, we can interact. And I am not so foolish as to think that there might not be a little bit of verbal back and forth, maybe, dare we even say, a little bit of uh, conflict along the way. But that's okay. That's kind of what this is all about. It's just sports fans getting together and having a conversation. This is also happening against the backdrop of me working at Cascade Christian High School as a broadcasting teacher. And while for years uh, this class has mainly devoted itself to um, teaching kids about producing a, an internet radio program. Now, or this year, we're going to get into some different things like making YouTube videos and creating broadcasts. Well, if I'm going to teach it, I also need to be able to do it. So, uh, a part of this is me learning on the fly and, and uh, from my mistakes, from my successes, the kids can learn from that and go on. Anyway, that's a little bit about the, the background of all of it. Football is getting underway for the 2023 season, coming off a spectacular championship campaign last season where the Challengers won the Oregon 3A championship, pretty much just romped completely through the schedule perfect record for the season and anybody who's played a sport for any length of time knowing what 
an incredible accomplishment it is to go through an entire season without a loss, especially in a collision sport like football where injuries occur throughout the years and sometimes you end up with multiple injuries at once, meaning hopefully the next man up is somebody who's up to the task of seeing regular snaps in a a game. And the challengers of 2022 vintage Went through a little bit of that, including the starting quarterback position. You know, a lot of people may remember Keith Reed came into the senior season as the starting quarterback. He ends up injuring his arm early in practice, and uh, they end up with Ashton Moody at quarterback to start the season. Junior left-hander, not a lot of varsity experience at all other than maybe a few garbage time snaps and some work on defense. How was all this going to turn out? Well, uh, (laughs) that question got answered early on. I'll never forget the opening week against Douglas where he ends up throwing a little out pass to Brody Sample. Sample streaks to the end zone. That was one of the things that uh, really worked nicely for Ashton early on is he had some great weapons to turn to while he was kind of finding his feet a little bit. I don't know that uh, his opening game against Douglas was would be that one that you would want to go to show to ch- uh, college recruiters if uh, you were looking at playing at the college level. There were some bumps along the way, but uh, mentioning the pass to Sample, also his uh, pass play to Peyton Maurer, that uh, his guys did a good job of having his back and making – plays, getting yards after the catch, and then he began to build up some momentum, and the challengers were cruising right along until it was time for Reed to return along about the time of the Lakeview game. From there, fortunately for Ashton, very good linebacker, so he devoted his time to concentrating on the defensive side of the football, and Well, the rest of it speaks for itself. Well, this year, it's going to be Moody's show. And one of the things I think will be really interesting to watch, there are some players that uh, played last year that we won't see again. We mentioned Reed. Also, uh, there are a couple of underclassmen who won't be returning either because they've moved away or they're matriculating, as you would say, at other schools. We won't see Drew Hall, who was a nice find in, in midseason. I understand he's going to be in Arizona this year. And then uh, Cameron Ragu, who was uh, a weapon on both sides of the football, he will be, I believe, at South Medford this year. But maybe the biggest transition is going to occur in the trenches. And any coach or analyst that you talk to, people who know football will tell you games are won or lost in the trenches. And uh, if you don't have some quality guys in there, it's going to be difficult. But you look from last year's line, there's some real good ones that are gone. And I'm thinking of guys like Daniel Nearing or Jackson Turi Turi, Matt Moses. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting, uh, you know, right off the top of my head, some other guys, Liam Bonatti, uh, then uh, Bryson Jackson, who did not look the part of a lineman, but did a, a nice job of filling in along the way during the season as an undersized guy. And I think 
Jackson and other guys like him along the way over the years, like Cole Ferguson, are good examples of guys who are quote-unquote undersized linemen who through good technique that was uh, ushered in by good coaching. So a tip of the hat to assistant Mike Sean, who's responsible for working with the line that uh, with that, these guys who aren't the biggest in the world go out and be uh, our great contributors to the program. So there's going to be some change this year. It'll be interesting to see how it works itself out. In school uh, interscholastic sports, there's that expectation that you're going to have turnover on a regular basis throughout the program. It's not like if you get uh, Bonatti that, well, it's like, okay, let's sign him to a five-year contract or whatever, and then if things go well and he has a good career, we'll re-sign him and maybe keep him in the fold for 10 years. You know that's not going to happen. The high school level, that it's uh, at best if you get a guy who comes to high school ready to play at the varsity level, and those do- opportunities do exist at the high school level that uh, – you know, you know. At best, you're going to get them for four years. Maybe uh, some other guys. It'll be one, two years at at the most. So you, it's built in, and and hopefully, what happens is is that uh, development is going well at the middle school level. And this is again where maybe we give a tip uh, to the of the hat to the coaches to Mike Maben coaching at the middle school level and then also the uh, JV coaching staff with Ryan Sample and also with Andy Scaglione that you've got guys that they're doing a job of making sure that these guys are ready to play varsity football as soon as possible. And for those guys that maybe are projects, maybe aren't so experienced, maybe it'll take a little bit of time that uh, you work with them and you show some patience with them you invest in them, and then maybe something good ends up coming out of it. And those have happened over the years. So what we're going to have happen, have happen here, just to kind of wrap things up for our first podcast, this is what we're going to be talking about this year. We're just going to be following the progress of the channel challengers. We'll hopefully also have opportunities to talk with some of these coaches. Right now, I squarely have my sights set on trying to get Mike Sean in here because I think that there's a whole aspect of playing on the offensive and defensive lines that are often lost on fans because it's not like these guys catch a football and score touchdowns. It's not like they're running with the football. So often in a game... Uh, especially on the offensive line, the only time you're aware of a guy's number being called is if he commits a penalty. You know, but all you can really do is maybe hopefully be aware of the fact, you know, gosh, it seems like Keith or Ashton, they had plenty of time to throw the football. I don't remember them getting sacked this evening. Well, there was a good reason for it, and it's not just the ability to get off a quick release or make a good quarterbacking decision. A lot of those come as a result of having time to throw the football, and that is where the line comes into play. So hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with him, also talk about with uh, some of the coaches that are responsible for the development of these players because it's not a one-man gang. If you've noticed on the challenger sideline, there are – 
not only do you have Coach Gutman, but he has assembled quite a staff. And I really think a, a part of his secret sauce, same thing for Brian Morse with the boys' basketball program. And I see other coaches in the challenger fold who are – working on developing the same thing. I think Rob Klecker has also developed this with the volleyball program, that you you find some people who are like-minded, that they're people that are good teachers, and uh, they also share your vision of, of how to put the team together. I want to spend some time with those people and let you get some insight as to how they make those decisions. Well, perhaps I sat here and said a lot without saying much, but we're getting our feet off the ground. This is something that we're going to be doing on a weekly basis. We invite you to uh, check us out. And then also, I want to get a little bit interactive with you. And again, I'm not afraid of opposing opinions. Like anybody else, I probably respond better to constructive criticism than uh destructive criticism but uh be it that or or whatever suggestions whatever the case may be i'd like to hear from you so i'm going to give you my email my email is jim the sports dude that's jim the sports dude all lowercase no spaces at gmail.com again that's jim the sports dude at gmail.com and we're going to call this up on the roof because that's where we broadcast our games from uh when we're doing the video stream for table rock sports we're up on the roof of the press box out at field 10 at lithia driveway fields and we do every football game during the course of the season and invite you to check us out if you haven't done so before well that'll go ahead and wrap it up for today i'm jim mccoy thanks for tuning in and have a great day.